and welcome to Kidlit Classics, a podcast where children's authors, booksellers and publishing professionals share the children's books that they love the most and that inspired them to follow their own path into the Kidlit industry. I'm your host, Sam Ellen Bound, and today I'm chatting with Anna Batiste. Once a marine biologist, Anna now spends her days writing children's stories full of adventure, heart and the occasional but always friendly shark. The first two books in her first junior fiction series, P.D. McPem's Agency for Mysterious Mysteries, are out now with Yellow Brick Books. Anna, welcome to Kidlit Classics. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. So, Anna, today you're going to talk about the book Del Del. Del Del is a YA psychological thriller written by Australian author Victor Kelleher, published in 1992. It was nominated for a Dittmar Award and shortlisted for the Carnegie Medal. Anna, I love that you chose this book because this was one of my favourite books as a teenager and Victor Kelleher was one of my most borrowed authors from the library. So I'm delighted to meet another fan. I was so excited when I heard that. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> I know. So we're going to talk a lot about him and his beautiful book today and hopefully get some more people reading him, which will be great. Brilliant. So first things first, please share with us the opening line of Del Del. It is a great opening line. It's spring, the wrong time of year again. <laughs> and wrong in so many ways, as we will. Yes. Actually, yes, as, as, we, as we very quickly learn, yes, how wrong it is. Uh, um <laughs> Uh, then a wrong summer and a wrong autumn and a wrong winter, I think. It just keeps going on. Yeah, I know, this poor family. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about Del Del. What happens in it? Sure. So as you were saying, Del Del's a bit of a um, supernatural psychological thriller um, and it's narrated by Beth, who's a teenager um, and her younger brother is a bit of a child prodigy. His name's Sam, um, who she loves very much. But on the first anniversary of their other sister's Laura's death, um, he begins to act kind of very strangely and out of character for him and starts to speak with a lisp and refers to himself as Del Del and will only answer to Del Del. And what starts is kind of like he's quite quietly menacing and also a bit mocking of the family. His behaviour just keeps escalating and escalating to a point that over the year the family's unravelling and, um, you know, poor Beth, having lost one sibling, I think is desperate not to lose the other one as well, so kind of takes it on upon herself to try and figure out a way to rid Sam of Del Del and defeat Del Del. Um, yeah, it's a brilliantly scary, haunting book that is just wonderful. I love it. I agree. I love it too. So tell us a little bit more, what about this book do you love so much? Why is it one it's such a special book for you? For me, I think what I love about it is I love the scariness of it and the suspense of it and the supernatural. But actually what I love about, I love kind of books that pretend to be about one thing, but actually they're about something totally different. And I think what's incredible about Del Del is that it is very scary and very spooky and quite haunting, but it's actually a book about grief and, you know, how we cling to each other when we're trying to get through grief and how it turns our lives up to, upside down and trying to grow up and get through that sort of pain as a family and how hard that can be. Um, so I think for me, especially now that I look back on it, 
that's what I love about it, that it sort of explores grief in this really interesting way and, and mental health and mental illness. And it's, yeah, just a, a really, it's got so much in it that is so fascinating and, and also scary. I love a scary book. <laughs> it is so creepy. Um, actually, when I was a teenager, um, I used to tell my brother I had an imaginary friend called Del Del. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> freak him out so <laughs> that's so mean but brilliant <laughs> so um I completely agree. and I do agree as well it really is so beautiful like I think maybe if I read it for the first time now I would maybe understand it a bit more but when we actually realize you know what's behind Dow Dow reading that as a teen I remember just you know, it's the feeling of like being socked in the gut. That was, yeah, I think probably that's why it did have an impact on me as well. Um, yeah, just a yeah, a beautiful and horrifying way to explore grief and, and mental illness, absolutely. So what age did you read Del Del and what impact did it have on you? Did you start writing lots of creepy stories or...? Yeah, so I think I would have been 11. And now I think that's maybe a little bit young to, <laughs> to have read it. It's probably why I was so scared, although, no, probably a good age. Um, for me, I learned how to read on Ramona Quimby and so Beverly Cleary and Judy Bloom. So uh, I can see a lot of their influence in my writing. But Del Del was the first book that I picked up where I realised that books could be scary and that you could talk about kind of big issues and big themes in a children's book. And it's, you know, it's okay for kids to kind of talk about those issues and to be scary and creepy and to bring in all of these kind of um, scary things into your story. And so I think, yeah, that really changed the kind of books that I was interested in. That is what got me into fantasy and um, thriller and supernatural books. So I read a lot of those and they're the ones that I'm really drawn to and that I really love. Um, and it's still a book that I go back to as kind of a bit of a comfort read. I remember being at uni and just needing a study break and trawling the aisles until I found the Victor Kelleher section and going through them all. But Del Del was the first one that I picked up because I just loved being so taken away by a story and have it being set in the normal world, but with all of these supernatural kind of happenings in it as well. Yeah, I love that point that that is why it's so effective. It's this um, very contemporary setting, a suburban family in a suburban setting we'll all recognise and then just something so awful sort of permeates their daily life. So is there a particular character or scene that made a lasting impression on you? Yeah, I always loved Beth, you know, as our beautiful protagonist because she's so aware of everybody's happiness and everybody's grief and we're, and walking that sort of, um, you know, on eggshells to try and keep everybody safe and okay and that always really stuck with me that she was sort of you know that one that was trying she was the one that was holding everybody together um in terms of the scene that I really love it's kind of quite early on in the book but she goes into Sam's room to check on him after they've already met Del Del with his awful lisp and you know the mocking things that he's saying to them and she thinks that he's safe because the cupboard door's shut. So she's like, oh, he's, you know, the cupboard door's shut. There's no Del Del. He's okay. And he rolls over in his sleep and says something to her. And she has that moment of saying she thinks that she hears a lisp, but she isn't quite sure. And I just love that it's so, oh, what's going on here? Like in that moment, is Del Del there? And is it a lisp or is it just something that she's imagining? It's so kind of like quietly menacing and you know that more things are going to come from that scene. Yeah. Yeah, she is um, really lovely. I always loved the Polish grandma. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. 
Yeah, but she's so no nonsense. There's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> she's so no nonsense, but you can tell she just loves her grandson and will do anything for him. And that enormous love, even, you know, sometimes it doesn't cro- come across in a loving way, but you can just yeah. see like it, she's so full of it. And I just, I think that was really beautiful. Yeah, she is a beautiful character and good fun. I think she injects a bit of, like, relief of (laughs) you feel like you're in good hands with her. Like, she'll sort it out. (laughs) You absolutely do. I totally agree. Um, Cool. So what contribution do you think that Dal Dal made to children's literature? Um, Well, as you were saying, it was nominated for those awards the year that it was released. I think what this really contributed is that really Australian story about um, our, you know, the Australian contemporary life in which these extraordinary things are happening in. And I find that with a lot of Victor Kelleher's books like Taronga, that was so Australian and so like putting us in this place that we all know so well, but then putting it on its head in terms of what's happening. So I'd like to think it kind of inspired a lot of Australian writers like us to sort of um, feature our own worlds and the peculiar things that can happen within them. Um, yeah, like I don't hear a, a lot of talk about Del Del. I wish I heard more because it's just yeah. such a brilliant book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that actually does lead me into this next question, which is in terms of the Love Oz YA space, is Victor Kelleher someone you an author you still hear being talked about today I think obviously his output is not as prolific he's still alive his output isn't as prolific as it probably was in the 80s and 90s and obviously we know who he is because we're big fans and we grew up with his books but is Victor Kelleher sort of a name that you see on a modern you know bookstore shelf or a modern library shelf I actually don't to a huge degree and it makes me really sad because they're such brilliant books that I think everybody should have had the opportunity to read. I find that some people have read Red King, which was great. We read, I remember our teacher read that to us at school and that's how I discovered Victor Kelleher um, and got into his incredible books. So yeah, it's one of those ones that whenever I'm talking to people, if they're talking about how they like scary books or supernatural or fantasy, I'm really quick to go, Victor Kelleher, you have to read Victor Kelleher because, you know, he was kind of one of the early Australian writers writing those kind of books. Um, Yeah. So I'm on a mission to get everybody reading and talking about Victor Kelleher. Yeah, his books and his his writing are certainly very unique. Um, sort of when I'm thinking about it now, um, I would maybe say uh, Gary Crew, if people remember Gary Crew and even early Isabel Carmody, are sort of in the similar sort of YA fantasy vein, but still Victor Kelleher was all was always unique and I do remember feeling that his books were quite adult because they dealt with a lot of on the surface they were these sort of weird and wonderful and strangely beautiful often creepy adventure thriller fantasy stories often with a lot of that psychological thriller aspect to them as well but they were dealing with very adult ideas um which I think is really great. They, they were very intelligent books and they were often dealing with um, sort of dystopian worlds or worlds that had fallen and, and turned into something um, 
quite sinister and, and quite strange. And Victor Kelleher was always asking big ideas or his books were always presenting big ideas to the reader. So exploring themes of um, humanity and responsibility and freedom and power and self-determination. And there was a lot of stuff about the environment as well and, and conservation in there. And I think that's why I found them so thrilling because they were sort of presenting very mature ideas to me that I hadn't really thought about before, but they were presenting those to me in the guise of a thrilling, page-turning, creepy mystery. And I and I loved even then that a, that a book could do that. It could be both those things. And I think he was definitely unique, one of the very few YA Australian authors doing that and working in that genre. His books are definitely worth revisiting because there's just so much so much packed into them, so many ideas packed into them that are still um, relevant today. So if you are interested, he does, this is for the listeners, he does actually have a new book out called Wanderer with Christmas Press. So that was just recently published. So maybe start there. I'm so excited to read that one. It's going to be amazing. Me too. So we do want everyone to read, um, Victor. So what current books would you compare Del Del to sort of as a way to entice new readers in? Yeah. So the one that came first to mind is Ballad for a Mad Girl by Vicky Wakefield, which I just love. And that's another one that so beautifully does that balance of you know, talking about grief and loss with this supernatural element over the top. And it's really um, – does it very quietly in the same way that Victor Kelleher does. And it just, that sort of creeping dread gets bigger and bigger until you're sort of like in the midst of it and it's, you know, incredibly creepy and stays with you. So I think that's that's a real one for me that links in there. Um, the other one, funnily enough, it's wonderful to be talking to you because the books are totally different. I'm not saying they're the same books, but when I was reading Wherewithal Way, the character of Pan to me has a real Del Del voice, like kind of that, quietly menacing and on the surface seems like oh you know I'm just kind of playing and I'm just being funny but actually there's a real kind of a underlying scariness so for me that was like I was like oh my gosh Pan it's like Del Del all over again <laughs> that's where Del Del's gone <laughs> that's so funny maybe like I've never thought of that but maybe like as I said I do love Victor Kelleher so maybe yeah. <laughs> yes. you're absolutely right he's a he's a real cool cat good old pan um yes he, he'll yeah. you know you'll smile while he's killing you kind of thing <laughs> yes yes <laughs> my he's favorite brilliant character, character. Yeah. oh that's great because yeah he's my favorite character to write well you know that wasn't planned listeners but thank you yeah. <laughs> thank you all the same <laughs> um so now, Anna, I would love it if we could hear you read your favourite passage or a passage you love from Del Del. Okay, I would love to. This is quite from um, the beginning of the story um, when we first get into the book. So, yes, stay with me. You can catch up as we go. Come on, I said in a wheedling tone, deciding to coax him out. You'll only get into trouble if you stay here. Still, he didn't move, sitting at the back of the cupboard, his freckled skin extra pale in the dim light. Please, Sam, I said, and straight away his head jerked up, 
What did you say? Don't make things difficult, Sam. If we don't... I broke off as he slid hastily out of the cupboard. I'm not Sam, he said with the same lisp as before. Not Sam? What are you talking about? I'm Del Del. Look, this isn't a day for jokes. He shook his head. It's not a joke. He'd always been small for his age, too short and thin to be threatening. Even so, I backed away. Del who? Del Del, he repeated. It's what I am. And here's the awful part. Looking at his face, I found it hard not to believe him. Good. That's so scary. <laughs> and you know what comes after? Great. Yes, yes. Oh, poor Sam. I know, poor little Sam. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Anna, thank you so much for all that. I hope we have enticed listeners to pick up Dow Dow. Um. I'm sure you can find it online in libraries. Um. Before we go. Give us a quick rundown of what you're working on now or your latest book and where we can find you online. Yeah, sure. So I'm working on a few more P.D. McPems, um, so there'll be a couple more junior fiction adventures in that series to come out next year, which I'm really excited about. Um, but I was keen to talk about Del Del today. It's inspired me to, I'm writing a middle grade at the moment that kind of has that sort of creepy supernatural vibe, um, inspired a bit by Del Del and a bit by um, growing up with my sister. We both loved ballet and loved the Nutcracker um, and kind of got to that sibling rivalry age. So I'm writing a a bit of a scary middle grade that explores that sibling relationship and what happens when perhaps you wish for something that you immediately regret and have to find a way to undo it. Um, and in terms of where to find me, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. My handle for both is at Anna Batiste. Lovely. Anna, I've just adored chatting about Dow Dow and reliving its creepiness. It's been a real trip down memory lane. So thank you so much for coming on Kidlit Classic. Thank you so much for having me. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're loving Kidlit Classics, please like and share and stay tuned for future episodes where we'll discuss even more wonderful children's literature. And if you're interested in being a guest and sharing your favourite book, please get in touch with me via socials or my website, samanthaellenbound.com. Mm-hmm.